Hello, everybody. Thank you for being so patient with us. We were not able to get episodes out to you guys, even though we love you guys so much and we appreciate you supporting us. You know, it's finals week for summer classes and, you know, we were a little busy. Uh, finals are killing me. Right <laughs> I don't think you understand just how difficult it is to switch off from finals to doing a podcast off with your friends. Yeah. Although you, you take a podcasting course, if I'm not incorrect right yeah what number episode is this episode nine, nine? i don't know episode Sensei, nine? depends on depends Sensei on the... was six yeah, yeah it fools you because there's an eight in it i think That's this is I was, nine like, thinking. i always remember sensei as six yeah. Yeah, what was what after sensei <sighs> steven Stephen, Stephen, I don't know if we fully recorded Stephen, so fully, it, this could be episode. It, but we didn't, ep- but we didn't edit it. But let's say we recorded it as that number, so we'll still we'll put this it together. Eight? We can add to it later, but okay. this must be eight or nine. Nine. Okay, we'll use one of one or both of those numbers in all of this footage because there has to be a Stephen Universe episode. I think we have to do it. So Definitely. eventually, th- eventually we'll go back, and this is episode nine. Why do you think there has to be a Steven Universe episode? Because fucking Pink Diamond and the movie. That's no, why. but I mean abstract. The movie. Because this yeah. is a queer theme. Oh, fuck. Because I'm this so is, sorry. Because this is Talk Sucker and a queer themed podcast. And you're saying that is the most seminal moment of queer television for children. If I'm not mistaken, Leo has been telling us for weeks that this is the most seminal moment of queer television for children. Is the gay wedding, the proposal and gay wedding in Steven Universe were such gigantic magnitude for queer society as a whole because it's the first instance ever of a queer proposal slash marriage in mainstream children's television. There has never been one in mainstream media. Not anything as popular as Stefan Universo is, right? Yes, of course. And that is a huge step in normalizing queerness to young children who may feel like they're out of place. Where I grew up, there was no word for gay. Is that true? Yes. has all these stories. You know what? Should we say the name of the show and introduce ourselves before we get into the the meat of it or no? Okay. If we did, we'd say it's Talk Sucker is the name of the Yeah. We'd say, welcome to Sound of Freedom. Talk Sucker episode nine. Talk Sucker episode nine. I'm P. I'm here with... Leo and Izzy. And uh, what were you saying now? Oh, wait, theme song. Okay, what were you saying now? Back in my country, when I was a little kid growing up, there was no word for gay in my language. Because they didn't tell you the word for it, but clearly there was a word for it. The word for gay was... In your world, there was no word for it. The word for gay was gay. I saw it on TV for the first time because I was watching, like, the Adult Swim version of children's TV in Mexico. I was very lucky to see that. And from that point forward, I was always like, huh gay is a thing but it's just not a thing that people talk about so i guess it must be a bad thing and then from that a lot of trouble came up with me i feel like isn't there a thing in soccer where in mexico they say el grito what does a grito mean a grito being a derogatory term for like homosexuals i thought el grito meant when they yell go <laughs> so yeah, el grito means the scream to me so i'm, I'm unfamiliar with this terminology but maybe the mexican grito I don't remember exactly what it is, but I know there's been like controversy in Univision specifically because the reporter was saying that the grito is homo like 
Wait, was a grito meaning when they yell go or what? No, it, I don't remember just, exactly what word they used. Okay, like but, the phrase el grito means nothing to me. Like the grito from the scream from soccer, like Leo said, is go. And so also for Mexican culture, el grito is celebrated on September 16th, celebrating Mexican Independence Day, where everyone yells viva Mexico. And then they say viva and that's like a big thing that the president always does where this president stands on top of a tower and rings a bell and he's like viva mexico and then everyone's supposed to say viva and then like he says a bunch of viva other stuff and then you're supposed to respond by viva and that's like mexican independence day that's what it's all about for those of you not versed in spanish i'll translate it means long live mexico long live yeah Right? As a Spanish speaker, I also was always like, that's weird because I feel like that's not exactly what it means. But I get, I get it. Yeah. You know, I get that that is what the feeling of it means. I think the word is puto, but I don't know if it's exactly supposed to be like a homophobic term. Puto but is definitely a homophobic word. It's like the male version of prostitute, right? Yeah. yeah. When, when it's puta, it's actually referring to a prostitute, not a lesbian. But in, when it's puto, it specifically refers to a male prostitute who is hired by men and will take men. This is especially significant to me because I remember my dad went up to the hill that my house was next to one time. And he made a map of the town that we lived in, which was very poor town. The roads were dirt and like there was this like wilderness around us kind of. And he labeled this house specifically. I, I remember as a child, I ran into this map that he made and one of the houses was labeled Puto. And then he later would talk about like how in this house there lived like a gay family and he was like oh well i can't go preaching to this house because it's a gay family and there would never be okay with like having a religion the reason why he made that map was because he wanted to make a community church kind of deal okay what's that a phone oh my god i think that means it's time for big brother okay it is almost mine we'll be right back two to nine I mean, I can't whistle. Really? Yeah. I, oh, oh my gosh, I can whistle so much. I could be in like a weird. I didn't learn how to. Choir. I didn't learn how to snap until like three years ago, and then really? I didn't learn until I didn't learn how to fake burp until like a year ago. I still don't know how to fake burp. I can't do it. But I can't whistle. So maybe within like the year or two, I can whistle. I feel like whistling is an attainable goal. It's tough to whistle when your face is in the is in the windscreen. Yeah. That also probably does not feel good to anyone listening to this. Fine. If it were beautiful, melodic whistling would be one thing. <laughs> it was shrill, bad, windy rustling. Fuck you! Okay. ASMR whistling. Fuck both of you. Okay. I mean, you wish. I will. Challenge accepted. Oh. At the same time? Yeah. I'd like to see that. We'll oh, see. you'll see it. All right. So... Welcome. Wait, what is it? You're listening to the sound of, of freedom. freedom. This is Talk Sucker, episode nine. An episode where we're talking about whatever life, love, pose. <laughs> yeah, but also, but also everything else. And I'm here. I'm P, and I'm here as usual with Izzy. The- <laughs> I love it. <laughs> I usually go first. Step the fuck down. Too bad. I took your spot. Oh. Uh, we're here today with Leo. 
and Izzy. I was asking earlier, how much lead time do they give the ball entrance on what the categories are? The categories are because I feel like some of those looks take a lot of time to prepare for. No. Yeah. For sure. Because you can't be like, oh, this week's category is this. Oh, I gotta get some, like, bizarre alien outfit that also looks cool. Like, I'm not gonna be able to make it in a week. You know what I think is weird, speaking of alien outfits? I think it's weird on all shows that people of a planet, once they reach interplanetary travel, apparently all dress the same based on <laughs> planetary affiliation. Could you imagine being such a boring planet? Like, if Earth at some point were like, oh, we can space travel, let's all wear this uniform. Or is it that because they're military people because they're traveling. I feel like you would have to eliminate capitalism first. I don't think that would exist under capitalism. Sure. But like, I think we're saying like... Space travel? No, the fact that people would all wear the same thing. Because can you imagine if capitalism existed and everyone just wore the same thing? But then you'd buy clothing from whomever you were assigned to buy clothing from. It'd be a good system. Certain people would control land and textiles and make the best garments at the best price. And certain people who are nearby them would have to buy those goods. It'd be an economic and uh, streamlined system, don't you think? No, but, like, can you imagine Trump doing that? No, but we're also not space... I think it has to come at the point in one's planet's trajectory when space travel is possible. Like, I feel like Trump would own the planet and he'd be wearing his own type of shit. And he'd make everything red. He'd wear, like, a red tie. And, like, no one else would do that. Here's the thing. I feel like I do think that if at any point people invented space travel, each cruise ship that left would always be wearing the same outfit. Even if different cruise ships would be wearing different outfits. I know this is a children's movie, but in, like, Wally, they were like, oh, this is a outfit that you have and you can change its color but no, everyone no, always not, wore the same color you can change its color when the new color was available everyone immediately bought it because they were good citizens yeah right yeah i mean they just automatically liked it because it was the something that the computer told them to like isn't that crazy though it seems like the robots were more customized than the people yeah yeah because like the robots had more differences between themselves than the people did i guess more personality, like, there were so many different types of robots but the people were all in one the same yeah they were all so chunky <laughs> Yeah. Like, even within genders, it didn't even seem like there was that much of a difference. Yeah. That's going to be the future of people. We all have to be... That's when you get to space travel. Yeah. When everyone intermarries and interbreeds enough so that there's only one homogenous amalgamous race. We all wear the same clothes. We all look basically the same to people who aren't from our planet. And then we do space travel. And also that point comes when we learn how to completely harness the power of the sun. Right? Okay. Isn't that what we've heard? Sure. Here's the thing. I feel like specifically the people on Wally all look the same because like basically after the first day you're in space, you start peeing out your bones, basically. Ugh. I hate that. That's my least favorite thing you about space travel. You pee out calcium? Yeah. Your, your bone density like drops, right? Yeah, because you're peeing out your bones. Oh, I don't want to talk about this. Oh my God. I don't want to pee out my bones. <laughs> don't go to space. <laughs> easy thing, babe. So if you're in space, you have to do like lots of walking and eat, yeah. like drink lots of milk or whatever yeah you just eat a lot of broccoli, broccoli. i like broccoli but i like it to be at least slightly steamed and i feel like raw broccoli is best but i don't want to be eating raw broccoli raw broccoli is best for absorbing the vitamins in, it. in space would it be freeze-dried broccoli though yeah 
Okay, I could be into that. Yeah, because you can't grow broccoli, right? Yeah. yeah I mean, I feel like you could if you have, had, like, proper planting equipment. Because you grow corn on base stations to uh, analyze the way that plants grow in space. Hmm. To analyze what happens to popcorn in space. Yeah, popcorn is the best. Everyone, popcorn. Yeah. You know they can't pop popcorn in space. What? That's because true. air pressure, yeah. That makes sense. Because what makes popcorn and pop the is only, air The only way to pop popcorn in space is by throwing it towards the direction of a star. And when it gets there, it, it pops. When it's in the atmosphere in like a million degrees, that's when it pops. I feel like that might have happened in Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs, but I don't remember. That was a Not documentary. The first one. No. That was a documentary. Is that what you said? No. No, uh, Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs. Yeah, I thought that was a provocative name for a documentary. <laughs> <laughs> No, it's like this children's book. Oh, okay. And then it turned into a movie. Oh, okay. Crazy. And it was about controlling the weather so that the weather would then rain food. Gotcha. Because they were, like, hungry or something. And it sounds like it'd be visually fun, I suppose, right? What were we talking about again? We were talking about Pose, I think, in theory, right? Pose. We just saw earlier the finale of Pose. Mm -hmm. Season finale. Do you guys think, as my phone would have me believe, that Pose is the most forward-thinking, progressive, and inclusive and important show that is currently on the air? I feel like yes, and I'm pretty surprised about the fact that I would say that. Why are you surprised that you'd say that? Because in most cases, I would say no. Okay. And this is the one case that I feel like I've actually been interested in that I would say yes about in terms of this question. Not just about what they're doing or going through it. There's more flavor to it, so I feel like that was part of a problem with certain other shows or movies we've seen that were like the only idea is oh they're queer or this and that gay face family i'm so into gay face family have we established that how into gay face family i am yeah i wish you weren't <laughs> But anyway, I do feel like Pose is very progressive in that it's weird. Usually when you watch a show and like the gay characters are dying of AIDS, that's not the most progressive show that you're watching. But in this show specifically, it makes it so that it's like a negative tool, basically, that's being used against gay people. It also frames their emotional mindset and framework pretty well, as opposed to just being like, oh, of course, this is going to happen X, Y, Z. It's kind of like, well, from this period, I think that that would have been a huge issue to people would have been something people were obsessed about so they do have to include it yeah i do feel like i hope the second season isn't a lot of repetition of hiv death it depends on i guess what year it's going to move into because when did those drugs start becoming popular like in the early 90s the things where people were like finally it's under control i wish i was like but I'm not right sure. around the corner from there so i honestly don't know the turnaround in terms of yeah. when hiv turns into aids and then also when hiv medicine started to be popular I feel like what would you like out of the second season, though? If we're, like, not a repeat of that, okay. But, like, I feel like they already got to 88. That's so late. The mm -hmm. choicest bits of the 80s are before that. So part of me is, like, slow down the show, please. I wish it would have stayed, like, early 80s. Really? Yeah, the early 80s. 82 to 85 was, like, the golden era of the 80s. Everything was better. You know, everything, I think, would be so much more fun. Like, 88, that was, like, the beginning of the end. Oh. I mean, it does seem like it's a turnover of a generation or of a century in terms of the House of Abundance ending and the House of, what was that? Evangelista Flourishing. Yeah, the House of of Evangelista flourishing. Yeah, and new upstarts, Ferocity. Yeah. Who? Ferocity. <laughs> the house of Ferocity. They are not to be trifled with or what have you. Fucked They're with. not yeah. to be truffled with? <laughs> <laughs> They're not to be fucked with, babe. Yeah. So, I don't know. I think the show would have been different if... Imagine if, you know, when he go 
goes to his wife to like get back together and she's kind of like you're gross you can move into the guest room and i'm gonna prepare for a launch you know you're gonna pay for it yeah and also not with a fancy new york job like with some soul-crushing new jersey job that seems like super lame to your formerly powerful self just to be mean well and also so you'll spend time with the kids but whatever anyway imagine if that scene had come before or imagine if that scene had come after the scene where he talks to his you know girlfriend i forget her name angel angel right where he's like come on this was real let's do it you know because at that point he's been rejected by his wife and he's like that's such a loser choice yeah i mean he left angel in a blind but imagine how great it would have been if he would have asked her to get together first and she's like no you're not my prince charming and then he goes to his wife and his wife was like only if you accept these onerous terms and live a sucky life i just think it could have been cooler but the fact is that after that scene they're just at the ball so it just wouldn't have made sense to have them be in that order i guess yeah that's pretty true because you kind of saw it coming the fact that angel was going to reject him yeah and then it'd be great if he was like oh afterwards he had to go back to his wife is he going to be in the second season is he going to be important? Is it going to be him and Angel? Or is he going to move on to the summer character who threw herself at him? I don't think he's going to be a part of the, the show as, as it continues. But Evan Peters is always a part of this guy's shows. Yeah. So I feel like that's like his signature actor at this point. I think he's been in more of shows than anyone else. No? I think so. Well, I didn't know that. But it just seemed like his character wasn't that important. And that it was okay to move on from him now. I guess. That's true. Who knows how many shows he'll have on the air next year evan peters will be busy anyway i would say maybe evan peters picks up the girl that was just rejected what's her name summer like the one that got the vag pussy smell oh electra she's way too old for him don't you think and i think she would not put up with him like i think he's too like young and too much of like he's not rich electra specifically is like i want a rich man i hope we're not wasting our time but like she's also living in this dingy ass apartment right now yeah, but she's so bougie. Like, she's getting on her feet, though. She's got this good job now. And I'm sure she'll find a rich guy to take care of her soon. I just don't think it's the Evan Peters character. Yeah, for sure. I think that would be a weird matching. I think, yeah. if anything, it'd be a younger woman who they would then play against Angel. Yeah, I definitely think Summer is the best candidate for that job. Yeah. Because Summer was already like, oh, when she dumps you, come to me. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if he was into it, though. Yeah, but... He was overwhelmed by the ball, but I think... Part of me was like, oh, he's excited to have access, like, free access to this world. He's going to be, like, a kid in a candy shop and be like, oh, I want dates with all these all these people that I see here. You know? I do feel like he would end up being power-hungry and trying to retort against Angel and being like, oh... I don't want Angel, but that's because I choose anyone else, anyone that I want. Do you think it's weird that the show constantly has the people from the Square Society, the Christopher Maloney character and the Evan Peters character, saying that the reason they're with these people who are transitioning is because they're the most authentic ones? They're like, you're the only one that's doing something real, you know? And like being with you, that that makes me... Something about it being making it feel real and authentic seems to be like the primary reason they gave for being interested. I feel like that's not the case for the guy who's with Electra, if if that's a a guy who you're talking about. That's exactly what he said. I don't think so. He said he was into her because that was just a thing he liked because he thought he was getting away with something that other people don't get to do. Okay. He, He definitely said that, but I thought also he was talking about that she was real I how they had like a real thing or maybe it was that's unreal if they have something that exists only in a bubble hmm. i think yeah i think 
the one who was claiming their thing was real was the and guy who was e- with Angel. Yeah, true. Okay, what about this? Then the fact that he was like this rich, powerful New York type who was like, I'm getting away with something. Is that commentary on the capitalist system or like Wall Street? Or they work at Trump's firm, except, you know, no one wanted to put Trump in the show. I just thought it'd be not the right thing to do, I guess. Yeah, I don't think he would accept that. So. <laughs> I think since he's a famous person from that era, you could. I mean, but... I think the the show people were like, we just didn't want to see Trump or think about him or anything. And also, probably as president, it probably would be good for him because it'd be distracting. He'd be like, oh, this thing on TV, you know, these stories or whatever. He's like, I'm in this radical TV show that shows trans people. And then he bans them from the military. Uh, he did that? Yeah, via tweet. I mean, so he claimed via tweet, but I can't tell these days if his tweets are official pronouncements or if they're just tweets. I think they're just tweets because he has to make an official pronouncement pronouncement in order to make it an official pronouncement what if his official pronouncement is my tweets from now on are official pronouncements yeah, like these are these that. are laws like, right and then, has, has he done it though he well, if i don't, he know. I don't check his me. twitter feed all that often i he might like read enough articles about him though true i mean he's the president there's always tons of articles about the president yeah but he's like, also embroiled in something crazy i want to ask you guys just hypothetically the salem witch trials are you guys slightly familiar with that yeah, yeah. how many actual witches did that witch hunt turn up Zero. Zero. Yeah, zero. Oh, okay, cool. Just because Trump keeps calling this a witch hunt, and I feel like how many dozens of indictments and guilty pleas have there been as compared to the zero witches they've actually got in Salem? I guess maybe Trump is the first witch. <laughs> that, that that phrase changed now. Witch hunt is, oh, there's tons of witches. You actually just have to find them. <laughs> <laughs> what else do we think of Pose? Clearly, Pose, for those of you that don't know it, centers around a young, curly-haired voguer named Cubby. <laughs> it's about his rise and fall in different homes. He editorializes a bit, sometimes calling people trash. And then, you know, joins a new family at the end and pops in and up, Vogan. He's like, I'm in the trash family. <laughs> but actually, the show is about an up and coming queen who decides that she wants to be a mother and get out from underneath her current mother, Electra the house of abundance and she starts her own house where she's like oh i'm gonna accept whoever whoever feels like they're lost and lonely and it's like a very sweet sentiment you know she's like the house evangelista is not gonna have corruption it's not gonna deal with drug dealers she's draining the swamp with her house it seems (laughs) yeah but it seems like everyone who falls in trouble also ends up coming back up through her house yeah for sure let me ask you guys a question that's not super relevant to pose but it is a current song sort of it's been out for a while israel first i'd like israel dancer first okay leo so don't jump in all right is it ariana grande it is about ariana grande yes so my goddess why according to ariana grande will she not partake in any hate because she's vibing that's what she's doing instead of partaking in hate but why won't she partake in hate because she's tired of it she doesn't want to deal with it she's like this is complete bullshit why are we wasting our energy on it because she's tired of it she was like i am vibing with something else i am tired of it i don't have any energy to spend on it so i'm gonna spend it on myself and the things that i care about because she says she's way too tired to partake in all this hate yeah be vibing and is that leo is that do you agree that's why she does not partake in hate yeah i think it's because she's way too fly i sometimes thought about that i i i thought i thought as 
as well for a while that she said I'm way too fly to partake in all this fighting or whatever and all this hate no, no way hate. no way and then she's vibing yeah oh yeah she's vibing I mean either way she's vibing that's true but I'm just wondering what her impetus is is yeah, it because she's she too fly? tired or too fly is it because she's too tired or is it because she's too fly okay anyway back to Pose who's your favorite character from Pose Leo I'm into Blanca because I think she's a good mother and stuff Blanca's cool and I was also into that dancer dude but I don't know I have conflicting opinions about him now he stopped being like an important None, which no. dancer dude the, the guy that was in dance school or the, the... guy in dance school is okay. a dancer dude the other dancer dude is not really a dancer dude except for a little bit he's a yeah. dancer dude oh by the way I don't think he's gonna be on the next season because he's, he's gonna be on tour, tour with I'll be yeah. sure, yeah. Oh my gosh. Electra's so into I'll be sure. Oh yeah, I'm into Electra. Electra's cool. I like the way yeah. she speaks. She's got a fun voice. Izzy, who's your favorite character? I would say also Electra. I'm really into Electra and the way that she talks and holds herself up. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's cute how she rubbed her new pussy smell on everything. (laughs) Mm -hmm. I think that Angel is the best actor on the show, and I think that Cubby is my favorite character, of course. Yeah. Cubby just pops up out of nowhere doing his dancing, and it's like every single time he's on frame, he's killing it. You watch, he's one of those people that just pops out of the background. You're like, what's Cubby up to? Yeah, he's he's gonna be have a much bigger part in the second season. I don't think he will. I think so because now he's part of the family, and so they're probably gonna expand on him. Ricky's gonna be gone, and then Poppy, what's he's gonna be doing? He's not selling. Oh, Poppy's gonna die next next season of like he's gonna he's gonna fall back into drug. Any character that deals drugs in a TV show generally ends up dealing drugs again at some point and think worse things happen to them. Really? Would you be horrified if he ended up being in a relationship with Poppy? Who? Cubby? Cubby. No way. They'd be horrible together. Yeah. I see him more with, what's his name? Ty something. The House of Abundance, the Boger. The guy that they acquired along with Cubby? Yeah. I can't remember his name right now. I think it's like Ty something. Or Lamar. Lamar. It's Lamar. Lamar. Okay. I thought that's what I was supposed to Okay. Either way. I think Cubby will have a few more lines. He had one or two audible lines this season. And then I think it's very smart because he knew that he's not allowed to actually say any lines, but he mouthed she's trash so well. He got in there. He got points for it. What do you think of Jiggly? Jiggly, who now has her guild membership to the actual Jiggly Caliente? Oh, yeah. She worked at that like store where they were talking about that guy and then she was there at the ball you know yeah she's i think it was like either destiny or like destiny i'm looking up the jiggly double (laughs) like i'm actually jiggly's stunt coordinator (laughs) anyway so yeah it was nice seeing jiggly again I kind of like that girl, that the evil girls. I think they're cute, like, in the way that, like, characters who are, like, made fun of and at their expense, there's comedy. is kind of cute. They were like, do you have category dyslexia? They're like, get out of this category. I love that. Yeah. And, and like, she was voguing all crazy. And she was like, immediately, they were like, oh, excuse you. Let me handle this. Let me handle this. They were like, oh, you can buy a new body. But you can't buy rhythm, honey. <laughs> I think she's funny. And then I love the way that other girl came out and she spun out and she was like, ooh. You remember that movie that she did? Yeah, she came spinning out like so crazy. I love that. Yeah. 
I was saying that Blanca should have done that move because of the fact that she was spinning all the way around while she was trying out the dress, but yeah, then like she only spun one time. Had flowing tresses. She did use it to block the line of sight to the other woman quite a few times, and I was like, well, at least she's using it for that purpose. Like, she kept on, like, putting her arm up so that the judges couldn't really see her. Mm-hmm. And I do have to say, Leo pointed out that she looks like a salmon. Yeah, she looks like <laughs> sashimi salmon. Oh, she does with the... Yeah, you're right. <laughs> Before I was like, sure, sure, she's orange. And then I'm like, oh, the sashimi, of course, because of the, the stripiness. The, yeah. the orange and white stripes. Yeah. Her fatty layers. Her fatty I was saying layers. that she was going to come out with a twin that was wasabi. <laughs> yeah, I love wasabi. When, when we eat sushi at least once during the meal, I like to eat so much wasabi that I cry. <laughs> it just feels good, you know? He's just like a yeah, sadist right or a masochist. Yeah. It just feels good to like, you know, it like moves things through your sinuses and feels intense and like a head rush for a second. <laughs> I guess like my dad says that about like when a skunk is run over, they're like, oh, <laughs> whenever a skunk gets ran over and you smell it, like it opens up your nostrils and like all your sense. That's bizarre. I think that smells so gross. I think he was saying that they make skunk stew or something like that. Whenever someone gets sick. Really? Is that just what it's called or it's got actual skunk? No, I'm pretty sure it has actual skunk. Like they, my Last time my dad went to Mexico, he went and like drank snake blood soup or something like that. Uh-huh. It's uh-huh. so good for you. It has so much blood in it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, true. <laughs> I feel like that's something that my mom would say. They're always like eating like, oh, it's awful because like I remember like every time they find an iguana, they're like, oh, oh. let's make blood iguana soup even though it's like illegal because iguanas are like crazy and dangerous but they're so delicious yeah I'm, my uncle is the same thing yeah and they're like so awful for some reason people just think blood is really healthy definitely like mexican people i mean also i feel like they actually think it tastes good yeah blood sausage i had as a kid and i thought it was fine i thought it was tasty you said you've eaten it right? yeah so when i was it? little apparently i was obsessed with moronga which is blood sausage and mm. Is it? Like, that's what they always label it in Vallarta, so I don't know. Because I have a story where one time I tried to buy blood sausage, and I accidentally asked for murciélago, which is bat meat. Hmm. <laughs> but it's something kind of like a... Murcia? Murcia, that's it. So, how do we feel about Poe so far? What do we feel like are crazy theories that are going to happen? What do you see for the future of our dear characters in Poe's? I do feel like there's going to be a, definitely a couple people that die. It's going to be really sad. The boyfriend that's away on tour, clearly infidelity and disease will rip them apart and that will be more nightmares that enter or he'll get addicted to drugs he'll be like everyone's doing it on tour you know just a little pick me up just a little pick me up so do you think that the dude that's studying at the new school of dance is gonna be mooring all day and night in new york i think he's gonna be working hard and being like a real good guy and a good boyfriend and then get his heart broken slash get a disease slash just completely be like depressed and want to give up dancing and go through some low period and he's saved by, you know, the family or the house or what have you. And will Electra ever gain back her elegance in terms of money? I think so. I think she's going to find a super rich guy and be involved in another situation. Here's what might happen with her. My guess is maybe she's with this super rich guy who, like, brings her out on the town and also does some things to her that make her feel like he is not that great with his intentions or how he treats her. 
And so she'll refuse this even more fabulous life to be treated not poorly. Electra might go through... I, I feel like she doesn't need a man. I feel like right now she's going through this phase where she's like, I have never earned a check before. This is so great. Now I feel independent and I feel my self-worth. She told Blanca and she was like, thank you so much. Like, I never would have experienced this without you. So I think from now on, she might try to better herself. Is working at like a snooty restaurant and being like and mean to people from New Jersey bettering herself. That's what she's done so far. But it feels like she talked about this, how she was like, I earned this money. I didn't get it under the table from like some like sketchy dude. This is my money. This is my self-worth. True. So then do you think that Angel and Electra are going to end up bonding because of the fact that they've both been somewhat sugar babies? I think lots of them have been sugar babies. Yeah. Angel was like, you're not my first Prince Charming. And so like, I feel like they might know the routine and it lasts however long it lasts. But I feel like she was also hella bluffing about the fact that there was maybe ones that were as good as him. He was probably a whale as far as this whole business is concerned. I mean, the guy that Electra was dating, Mr. Dick, like that guy, he had like her in a super fancy apartment and he was paying for that apartment that the whole house lived in yeah and like she had a bunch of fur coats and stuff yeah i bet she'll find someone even more fabulously wealthy and maybe uh, with the the maloney character mr dick he's only interested in her if she has a dick and she's not like he's gonna see her and he's not gonna be jealous he's just gonna be like you're not what i want anymore yeah he moved on so fast the next day he had kicked her out and he was not letting her in and the new girl was moving in already yeah she looked considerably younger no she looked also considerably shorter like Electra was so much taller than her man (laughs) yeah Yeah. and do you think this new one looked more female well you know what I mean by that I mean like looked more like but the thing is she must have had a penis right yeah because that's what he likes yeah Hmm. I think Electra looked more female than she did the the new one yeah oh really I thought the new one did really Electra looks more striking you know she's like her features are she's got the cheekbones and severe and the way she talks is so so great but i thought this new one something about her seemed more you know i feel like the cheekbones and the facial structure don't like electra still seems very feminine in her facial structure i think it is a lot more taut and a little bit more like yeah i didn't say she wasn't feminine i said her features were striking you know but i'm just saying something about this new girlfriend's part of me was like i know that she must have a dick because that's clearly what he said he's into but it's like does she you know or is she i don't know i just don't feel like electra had that white chicks moment where like you had to pretend for someone to be someone else just because of the fact that the media says so or like the way that the movie is set up says so Hmm. like she is someone that everyone on the ball was looking up to and she was praised for being so fishy yeah true she won diva of the year award and they were looking at them with magnifying glasses (laughs) to be like oh whose skin is the smoothest who's less wrinkled and haggardly who's the least blemished she should be the diva of the year award how long do you think pose can go on for how many seasons would you be like into pose for presuming that every season would take at least about a year Give or take more or less depending on the season. You know, of time. So it'd be like 89, 90, 91, 92. I feel like six. Okay. Into 94. 
that sincere era of the early 90s. I feel like the show's going to go ultimately until Blanca dies. And the finale is going to be her dying and then like Angel or someone choosing to take over her legacy over I her bet house. It's, I bet if Poppy survives, I bet it's Poppy. Someone totally weird like that where you'd be like, oh, Poppy's stepping up. Oh, okay. it's going to be Cubby. It's got to oh, be Cubby. Oh my God. The house of Cubstravaganza. I love that. Cubstravaganza. I joined the Cubby's house and I'm in there. Yeah. So, what should we do? I've been recording for about an hour. Should we, like, eat ice cream or something? Let's record an intro. I have to pee, too. We want to record an intro. We already recorded the intro earlier. Outro. 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 Okay. Because if we don't record the outro, we're going to forget, and we're not going to come back to it. Well, you've been listening to the sound of freedom. This was Talk Sucker episode 9, we believe. We talked about Pose and some other things. Again, I'm P, and you can contact us at TalkSucker on Instagram, at TalkSucker on Twitter. Our Gmail is TalkSucker. TalkSucker at gmail.com. Okay, that's pretty straightforward. And you can find Izzy at iComaCidio on Instagram, and you can find him on Twitter at Israel. And Leo? You can't find me, so don't go looking for me. I'm not on the internet. That's a challenge. Challenge accepted. Anyway, thanks a lot for listening. If you have a better theme song for us, you can send us that theme song at talksucker at gmail.com. It would be a good start or on social media where we just told them. And uh, that's it. Thanks. Bye. Bye. Bye, bitches. Bye, bitches. That's a sexist term. Bye.